Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, digital is now an integral part of the sales mix and Digital Business Ireland aims to promote and support the businesses in this thriving sector. Ashley MacDonald has recently been appointed as the chairperson of Digital Business Ireland and she joins us now to discuss the organisation in more detail. With the emergence of voice search, the metaverse, along with virtual and augmented reality, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on these from a digital marketing perspective. But first, I'd like to get an insight into your own background. Good morning, Carl. Thank you so much for having me on. To start, really, I'm originally from Galway, so I grew up in Crawwell, a small village in County Galway, and I wanted to build a career within the fashion industry. That was my dream. It had been for many, many years. And the first stop for me in making that happen was actually learning French. So throughout secondary school and university, I really focused on building my language skills. And I actually did my undergrad and a master's in France, in business and all through French. So that gave me the kickstart to join groups such as LVMH Group, the world's biggest luxury group. I then joined Google as lead across luxury, focused on the luxury brands, working mainly through French. And now I'm actually based in Geneva primarily, working with a group called Pooch, who own over 20 luxury brands, and most of which are actually French, such as Jean-Paul Gaultier, Paco Rodin. But they also have British brands like Charlotte Tilbury and Penn Halligans, for example. And provide us with an insight into your current role. Absolutely. So my current role with Pooch, so it's P-U-I-G, most people don't know how to pronounce it. I was included within that group until uh, about a year ago when (laughs) I joined. They are incredible when it comes to exporting and building brands internationally. So they're virtually available in every single country in the world now. And I joined them in December 2020 with the goal of spearheading digital media and e-commerce for the travel retail industry specifically. And travel travel retail, it's basically the channel of business that you will find in your airports, duty-free stores, airlines, cruises and whatnot. So it's you know, the duty-free sector. And it's a little bit behind when it comes to digital, but it's speeding up and it really has to actually after the pandemic because consumers are more digital than ever before and they expect the best digital experience possible. Pooch has been incredibly successful with building a global luxury powerhouse, but what has been their approach to building each brand out? Really good question. I would say similar to any luxury brand, if you if you can call yourself a luxury brand in general, it means that you have an image that is more important than anything else in the business. So image comes before sales. You won't take any shortcuts to try and push sales. It's actually the opposite. It's really um, very different to other sectors. Within the book, The Luxury Strategy, they call them the anti-laws of marketing. And that's really the approach that you find within luxury brands. So you want to remain exclusive. You want to remain something that is known by everyone nonetheless. So although your targeting for marketing might be quite mass, you know that your end consumer will be a small percentage of those who are aware of the brand. And within Pooch especially, their strategy is very much focused on building products that are really well known. So if you look at the individual brands like Carolina Herrera or Paco Oban, you have specific products, especially within fragrance, that are known globally. Like one million, the fragrance by Paco Oban is just incredibly successful and known globally. They're really fantastic at building these blockbuster product launches within each of the brands. And there is a perception, of course, Ashley, that when it comes to big brands, it's all about brand awareness and building that share of mind. 
when you compare that and contrast it against an SME, it's all about return on investment for each campaign and driving leads. Yeah, they're, it's very different. But even within luxury brands, we would split things into two areas. We would say, what's awareness building? And then what is performance driving? And I think that's something that SMEs don't necessarily leverage today because it seems like that could be a waste of money to just invest in awareness for my company or for my brand. But if you look at the luxury strategies that do exist within other categories outside of beauty and fashion, if you look at Apple, for example, they invest massively in awareness. And even their flagship stores, they view their flagship stores as a marketing cost. The rents that they pay on these stores in the most beautiful avenues of the world, which, by the way, uh, was inspired by LVMH's strategy. So you'll always find an Apple store near a Louis Vuitton store. But they view those stores as being a marketing cost in itself because it's able to just build such awareness and people can go in and experience the brand. So I do think there's, there are some things that can be taken from a luxury strategy that can be applied to, to any brand or to any um, product category. And as a spectator into the SME world, when you see SMEs delve into digital marketing, what are the common mistakes and pitfalls? I would say the thing that I'm seeing the most today is there is a great thirst to move fast and to launch something, whether it's a digital campaign or an influencer campaign. And there can be sometimes a lack of information to make sure that that money is well spent. So I see a lot of SMEs, for example, launching campaigns directly through their Instagram account. So they might post something and then they'll boost it or they could do the same on Facebook, for example. But actually, you don't get the full insights. You don't get the full benefit of your budget when doing something like that. So I would always recommend for any company, no matter how big or small, set up your Google Analytics account, set up your tagging within your social media accounts and use Facebook Ad Manager to launch your campaigns. And directly, you're going to have such better like performance across all of your campaigns. And it's it becomes a time saver as well because you're not constantly in the app and being distracted by whatever is going on and all the noise that's there. Instead, you're taken into a different platform where the focus is really launching campaigns, reaching your customer and ultimately driving business. And of course, what gets measured gets managed in that respect as well. Now, I do want to speak to you about the role in which you were recently appointed to, and that's the new chairperson of Digital Business Ireland. What are your objectives for this organisation, Ashley? So I've been actually an advisory council member for two years already with Digital Business Ireland. So that's been a great training for me as well to prepare for the new position as chairperson, which I'm very excited about. And I have three things that I want to achieve within the next six months for the organization and for all of over 8,000 members of businesses. The first one is to appoint an advisory council member for everything to do with diversity, inclusion and accessibility not just within the digital world, but also offline. We're also looking at appointing someone who will be completely focused on startups, so someone that has had the experience and knows what the challenges are today to launch a company from scratch in Ireland in a digital-first era post-COVID. It's a very different environment. And then thirdly, someone with a big tech background. So we're looking at someone coming from the likes of Google or Amazon who can really share with us the insights and the realities of what can companies do today to make sure that they're getting the most out of these big tech companies, which often are actually on our doorstep in Ireland anyways. But we want to make sure that as a country, we do benefit from having the right info at the right time and the right guidance from the experts in that area. So I guess they're the short term goals. And then over the next month, uh, we're going to see our female mentorship program kicking off. 
And on the 19th of May, we're going to have a lunch um, with all of the members, actually, and the winners of the, the past um, events, awards that we've had for Digital Business Ireland. So finally, we'll be coming together after a period of having to postpone events because of COVID. So we want to really bring businesses together in real life uh, to make real connections as well. So they're, they're the goals over the next few months. And from the insights that you've gained from members, what are the main opportunities for Irish businesses from a digital perspective? So today, for any company in Ireland that has previously completely functioned offline and has not relied on online business and whatnot, they will know the reality throughout the pandemic that footfall obviously completely ceased, stores were closed for long periods, and it was really difficult to make any sales if you can't welcome a customer even into your physical store. So a lot of businesses decided, okay, it's time for us to go online and we will basically translate everything we have within our physical store into an online store. But what you don't have is the automatic footfall, especially if your store is based on a street, for example, in a main town or a main city where you're automatically, usually pre-COVID, going to have people walking down it. And therefore, there's a certain amount of footfall that you have into your store. In the digital world, it's definitely not the same. And it can be really, really difficult to attract any awareness for your website or your online store. And you don't have any automatic footfall. All footfall today has to come from somewhere. You don't just pass through the internet and accidentally fall on something. Like efforts have to be put in there, whether it's through outbound marketing, whether it's through your, you know, your CRM, your newsletters, through search and whatnot. So the reality for many businesses was they didn't actually develop that skill set previously because they didn't need it. And that's where Digital Business Ireland comes into play because we have a huge resource of insights and information through our newsletters, through the different webinars that we host, through the events that will be back again this year in person as well. And the tools are there, but also the experts are there as well to be reached out to so that businesses don't have to struggle through this alone and that they're able to get the right advice, get the right information that they can have success both online and offline with their marketing. And Ashley, in your opinion, will voice search replace text-based search on Google over the coming years? Really good question. I think I was a very early adopter of this. And I think I'm the only person I really know that uses voice <laughs> on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to take off a lot earlier. Like we all have, if we have an iPhone, we all have Siri. Do we use it? If we have an Android phone, it's all based off Google. And, you know, um, it's. I think it's slow to get started with, but I felt the same about QR codes previously. And now look at QR codes. The pandemic pushed them into the like, centre stage of... Um, online to offline initiatives. So I would say never say never, but it's had a really slow start considering that we've had Siri and Google for a long time. If voice search does actually come to replacing text-based search, what impact is that going to have and how businesses promote themselves to Google going forward? So we can look at it in the same perspective that we'd look at search on Google today, but new criteria will be put into place. So it won't just be how accessible is your website in terms of its text and how well indexed is your website. It's also going to be how accessible is your website in terms of voice and in terms of listening. So I expect that in in that scenario, we're going to need websites that are able to be listened to. So web pages that have functioning for them to be automatically uh, transformed into audio files, for example. And actually that does play into accessibility and inclusion as well. So I'm seeing more and more of that now and in Ireland as well, which is fantastic to see with the major publishers whereby you can listen to an article or listen to a web page instead of having to read it. So 
from that perspective, I think um, it won't be technically too challenging and it will be a lot more inclusive, actually, for wider communities. And would you consider that in a voice search world that businesses that had podcast material on their websites or on their social channels would rank even better than they do currently? Oh, absolutely. I think if we compare it directly to written search, that's how you're referenced and that's how you're pushed up within Google search. It's how many other websites do you feature on? Do you have content in blog format? Um, how many other websites are referencing yours? And if you have an abundance of content that's already in uh, voice or in audio format, then you're going to be laughing because you're already set up for that and you won't have to go through the full transformation. And of course, we're hearing lots about virtual and augmented reality. Again, something that's getting a slower start than we all expected. But do you think that virtual and augmented reality will play a role in relation to digital marketing in the years ahead? It absolutely will. And I actually was in a meta festival two weeks ago, which was very interesting. Wow. Made me feel really old. Yeah. So I think that space is actually moving really fast. It's just kind of undercover for many of us who maybe don't already engage with the metaverse. So in terms of the metaverse, the way that I look at it is like playing Sims. Like that would have been a game that a lot of people would have played over the last year. And now Sims is actually considered to be a metaverse entry portal. So metaverse is just anywhere online where rather than experiencing it in 2D, it's in a 3D version and you're able to have an avatar of yourself that is representing you in that portal. So it could be a game or it could be really a a metaverse-focused only platform such as the Sandbox. And for the luxury industry in particular today, it's absolutely booming. So NFTs, for example, we're seeing more and more of that. Paco Rabanne, one of the Pooch brands, just released its first NFT collection in collaboration with Selfridges. So if you went to Selfridges either in-store or through the metaverse, you were able to buy virtual fashion. And we did something called twinning, which means that you would have the physical version of the product and the metaverse version. So you could go and wear the digital version of the handbag, for example, in any of the different metaverse platforms that you engage in. And on the topic of the metaverse, getting a message out to the SME community this morning, what steps should they now be taking to prepare their businesses for the opportunities that the metaverse will bring? So the way many companies are looking at the metaverse today, it's really like a parallel universe. And there's a new world being built online where we can all go and we can engage either through virtual reality or we can just actually mobile is the the first entry into the metaverse today. So mobile gaming, for example. And there are two things that are happening, which I think is really interesting. Firstly, is the twinning aspect. So if you sell a product, like a physical product that you can wear or that you can have in your home physically, having a virtual version of that, so an NFT version of that, that I think is going to be one big trend that we're going to see more and more of. Gucci and Balenciaga and Louis Vuitton have been doing this already for years. Surprisingly, I think so many luxury brands had such a fear because they were so late to the game with everything related to digital and the internet that they've gone in quite quickly with the metaverse. And then the second trend is everything to do with advertising. So how do you advertise yourself in the metaverse? Let's say you're walking down an avenue in whatever metaverse platform you're on. Will there be advertisements on the side of the street? Will there be branding on the magazines that people are virtually selling in the metaverse. And that's actually something that's already happening. And we do see many brands who are already buying advertising within the metaverse. So, yeah, they're kind of the two areas, the twinning, so the product side of things, and actual advertising through the metaverse. And are there any other trends that you see coming down the track from a digital marketing perspective over the coming years that SMEs need to be aware of today? I think 
the digital evolution of everything to do with drive to store is what will be most interesting for Irish businesses, particularly for SMEs. So Google actually already has a product that allows this. It's called Local Campaigns. And it means that as a business, you can just target people who Google deems to be likely to be interested in your product or service. So you could be actually selling products or you could be in hospitality, for example. You could have a cafe, a restaurant, and it will target those people with the sole purpose of driving them into your store. So it will use artificial intelligence to determine if they're often in that area, if they are already interested in a product similar to the one or the service similar to the one that you're selling. And that makes it quite efficient in terms of your budgets because it's local and that's what you need when you're an SME, more often than not. And it's going to actually measure for you in the end how many people did come into the store. So you'll really be able to tell what your budget is being spent on and what return you're getting. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ashley MacDonald from Digital Business Ireland. And I'd like to thank Ashley for her contribution to this morning's programme. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. 